something like that. Right. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. <laughs> oh, you're gonna go off camera? Hey there, good looking. What's that? You're looking for a video about two grown men talking about a film festival? Here you go. Hey, everybody. Who's here? Matt's here. I'm, I'm here. And I'm here. And we're going to be here. talking about some of the cool films we've watched during Fantasia Fest. Fantasia. Film Festival for 2020. You gotta, you gotta have the A go out. Fantasia. Fantasia. But you know, they, they, Film they, like, they like to do that thing. They like to do the meow thing. The Fantasia. It's, it's, it's the greatest film festival of time, and it's happening right now online it's during the world's the world. burning up, falling apart. It's virtually the only thing that's keeping the internet in the world alive right now. And it's been quite fun. I I think I don't know how I, I what's what's the one word you would describe the film festival? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do a simplest. Let's do that. That's our that's our oh my God. our stick. Our stick is having one word to sum up everything in in it in life. I would say for for the film festival. Yeah, for the film, but not not for life, but for the not film what's festival. going on over here with these no. people and that people. No. We're just talking right on our screen. The screeners that we've gotten, the yes. interviews you have done. Yes, the uh, reviews the PR people you talked to, the PR folk that would have that had been so kind to uh, provide us. Yeah, everyone's been and great and kind and, and easy. Everything's uh, been easy to access. I haven't had any mm -hmm. technical issues. I would say this this film festival for me has been pretty wonderful. I think wonderful would be the word because wunderbar. I really have seen some fantastic little films, some great little shorts, mm -hmm. uh, wonderful, um, interesting stories that you don't normally get to see, especially nowadays. I mean, we know that the theater experience is kaput. Yeah, kaput. Um, that's the Statue of Liberty is kaput. Which I'm all for because, you know, big studios always have to try to uh, make their films be readily accessible for every audience member, essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, when you're doing these independent film festivals, these, these guys are, you know, guys and girls are, are coming together, scraping up every dollar they can, putting all their effort and time into something that they're passionate about and you, mm -hmm. you come up with some interesting storylines and pretty damn good stuff yeah wonderful yeah. acting um mm -hmm. some great music yeah uh some fantastic fights that we've seen as we well great fights um oh, uh, i think we should talk about them what do you think we should well this is the i mean as, as advertised this is the i probably in in, in essentially the the biggest genre film festival I'm going to sit like this. this is okay. Yeah. yeah, you can sit just like that. I'm, I'm going to be sit cool, like comfortable. This is how yeah. I felt watching the films. Yeah, like, most, of, like most of the time, most of the time I was great. very like, I stuck my chest out. Yeah, because if I go to the movie like, theater, like I got to come in, I got to like check the seat, make sure there's the no like gum no, or anything, no gum or trash everywhere. And I'm sitting like this with my freaking gloves on and my mask. Yeah. 
But you know what? At home, I don't have to wear a mask unless I'm really into it. But most of the time, I love to wear a mask and, at home. And you're into it's it. Great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. who would who wouldn't want just want to wear a really weird looking mask when you're sitting on your couch next to, next to your significant other watching some film about you know uh, demons possessing people or you know uh, kung fu prodigies monster or, uh, monster fucking uh, kaiju uh, seafood yeah folk. kaiju shares, uh, um what what food, else I mean you know uh, him maybe you know if yeah. You're, to the old tiny one um but yeah I mean, yeah just, tiny just, tim that that's kind of <laughs> yeah tiny tim he he's probably the mvp of the entire festival so far you yeah know? you think i mean he didn't i don't think he got enough you know tiny tim is yeah you know and i think a lot of people unfortunately do not know who tiny tim is they didn't they never tiptoed through the tulips or no the blood Ooh. harvest you know, nobody oh, was ever good enough to have be, quite, be a blood harvester. Quite the character. Um, hasn't been confirmed, but most likely on the spectrum. Uh, a little yeah. different. I don't know if you've seen his Howard Stern appearances. That I haven't. I've only seen in uh, in the film the Johnny Carson and the uh, all the all the other. Uh, uh, my my biggest my biggest thing, and I talked about this in the review I did for Tiny Tiny Tim. Right, it was uh, Kimberly, wrestling. Right, was the uh, his appearance on. WWF Raw, where uh, Jerry the King Lawler takes his ukulele and smashes it to bits, and he uh, weeps. Uh, he weep. He weeps. Weeps openly about his poor ukulele. And what's sad about that is that he he passed away not too long after that event happened. On, on oh, uh, that's on, right. He he yeah. died during a performance. He died during a performance. He yeah. basically keeled over in front of a crowd. Uh, due to a heart attack and uh, passed away. Uh, yeah. poor, poor little tiny Tim. Yeah, John, um, John, John Lennon once talked about him. Did they talk about that in the documentary? Um, not specifically about John Lennon talking about the him, Beatles. but he was as big as it got. I mean, he, he, he performed during Woodstock, like the, the original Woodstock yes. in 1969. Yes. And he traveled the fucking world because he in the sixties and seventies, even eighties, he was huge. You wouldn't think Tiny Tim would have been like this huge. It was a big deal. Like, a lot of guest star appearances on shows. Gigantic. Like concerts. he was, he was an extreme piece of of mod of of, of Americana. Like he's he's specifically very Americano yeah. when it comes to like folk music and this and that. And everybody had something to say about Tiny Tim, whether it was good or bad, but. A very yeah, special I, part of I came in, things. I came into Tiny Tim, and, a, and it was right off the John Lennon quote about how they were. Uh, Lennon had talked about how he's probably like the realest person you ever meet because he's he's so honest. He doesn't mm -hmm. hide anything, and he is who he is, and he represents that vocally as well as visually. Um, and um, there's so many interesting little things I know about Tiny Tim and that's that that's the one little little doc that i've been wanting to watch during this film festival and and reading your review mm -hmm. and, and seeing that poster i'm just uh i've been itching to watch it. it it he's he's it's almost like he's almost a character that like maybe like tim burton would have conjured up for one of his films because he also has kind of a pseudo likeness to tim burton in a lot of ways if you come 
kind of put like 80s Tim Burton next to Tiny Tim, you would yes. almost have a very like comparable kind of look. You know, this the hair and the just kind of like the, the uh, just, lanky kind of. Yeah. yeah. He would he, he would have been like if Tim Burton decided to dress up as like Pee Wee Herman in some yeah. ways. Yeah. That's how I would kind of like almost say what Tiny Tim was. Um, but it's just I've never seen another char- character or person like him ever like besides him there's no, there's no other tiny tim and he's so polarizing too like i thought the people were like i fucking hate tiny tim it's like why it's like because no. he's weird no. <laughs> and he is weird he, he's a very weird he's very he's out there polarizing yes. this or he was out like, there he, he made people feel uncomfortable but he he wasn't purposely making you feel uncomfortable you that know was the way he is he always was the living embodiment to me of a tromo film uh, when he was on Howard Stern, like he talked about brushing his teeth, and it's funny because um, this is when Howard Stern was good. Um, oh man, yeah. Oof. And so every time when I brush my teeth, I think of Tiny Tim because Tiny Tim said when he brushes his teeth, he doesn't spit right away. He crunches on it, swashes it through his teeth, all, and, all the spittle, all the shit, like all the uh, the stuff he's all well, the, he keeps yeah, he keeps the toothpaste like toothpaste inside of his, his mouth. mouth for like the next ten minutes. And I remember, I think it was like Howard was like, "Oh, really? That's that's that sounds that sounds weird, yeah. you know." And he's like, "Well, you know, it's it's people don't do it right. They don't brush their teeth. That's you got to get it in there, and it, it's got to work, and it's got to it's got to get all that." And he had terrible fucking teeth. Terrible <laughs> yeah so if anything that should t- teach you because he had a terrible fucking diet too well yeah look at him he was he looked like grimace like his body was like grimace with the, the head and the body of like tim <laughs> burton true. and Wee herman Pee-wee he had this like herman, weird pear shape something kind of going on and that's no offense to like other people with pear-shaped bodies and stuff like that but you know a very interesting look and feel and yeah. obviously you know hy- hygienic uh qualities as well too yeah so. good doc huh? yeah you need to watch it you haven't seen it yet so yeah no i'm, yeah. I'm gonna watch it um i uh i uh have been wanting to watch it and it's it's funny tiny tim there's not really much about tiny tim out there especially documentaries so i know when you said there was a tiny tim documentary i was just like, like well finally wait a second what Somebody took the time to like kind of compile this guy's entire life story into 90 minutes, you know, on screen. And what was your um, one word review for Tiny Tim? Uh, I, I, uh, I, call, I, call, I called him Celestial because he almost seemed like a being that wasn't of Earth. He was no. something that it's transcended humanity. Yeah, something just kind of landed here, dropped him off and said, well, see you later, bro. And um, he, you know, just kind of an outworld, like, I don't, I don't say creature, but an outworld being, a yeah. being from the outlands yeah. that didn't exist before he came along and nobody else has existed before or after him. So, wow. um, I mean, the world was more both doing it now. Yeah, we're both doing that now. This, this is what I did when I was watching. It's very Tiger. comfortable. It is. I, I love it. having the arm back, you know. Put your chest out a little bit. Why don't feel... people sit like this more often? I don't. Know, I think because people are so used to sitting on like bar stools and other chairs that don't have a back. 
So they're not used to like being able to like put their hand behind like a back of a chair. I see. In order to do that. That's just my, that, that's my thought process on that. So, but, mm. so I watched Tiny Tim. What's something that you, what, what else have you been watching? What, what, what have you been covering for the, uh, the old film festival well i i uh recently watched uh dinner in america mm-hmm. which Something i haven't um, watched yet it's on the list but haven't and seen it yet. totally would recommend it it's uh it's it's a quirky movie um <laughs> but it knows when to be quirky um i think the the beginning it's funny i feel like when i first watched it it was i was like oh what's going on here um and the lead is quite, quite, quite good. He's, 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 he's chaos. He walks around, he's chaos in the beginning, you know, he's, he's making money by testing food and stuff. And he meets this girl who starts fingering the meat. All right. Like you want to go home with me and he goes home, meets the parents and this whole thing happens. Leah Thompson's her mom and, so you know, Leah Thompson's in this film. Leah Thompson's in this. Holy uh, fuck, Chloe yeah, from Twenty Fours in this. Um, it's and got some, some people in this. They got they got. Uh, ben Stiller produced it. Yeah, um, this is uh It was it was a long. It was one of the longer films, an hour and forty six minutes. Okay. Um, I had watched the uh, Come Fuck My Robot right before this, so yeah, we'll we'll uh, get into that. We'll get into that, um, which was only twelve minutes long. Yeah. So you know it, it's that's what's cool about the film festival is kind of like going back and between different types of yep. this is literally a full feature mm-hmm. and then before this i watched a prototype for a full feature mm-hmm. and um, both completely different but it was there's romance there's chaos like i said quirkiness um it really grabs you and when these two characters meet um they go through this journey and they kind of find themselves and um there's just this humor that's gross <laughs> funny and some people's reviews about this were they were talking about like napoleon dynamite type quirkiness yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that and i could kind of agree a little bit but it's completely darker it's it kind of reminded me of, i haven't seen it but it reminded me of like um what buffalo 66 a little bit yeah, the Vincent Gallo and Christina Ricci movie. I mean, it, only because it's like you know, a guy and a girl, and like you know, the guy's kind of like badass motherfucker, and the girl's kind of like you know, naive-ish, I guess. And it's kind of got that weird quirk. It's like I'm going to take you home to meet my mom type thing. So yeah, and it kind of gave me that idea a little bit. And he's a punk rocker, and uh, you know, he he hates. The world that he grew up in so you meet her parents you meet his parents and you kind of understand where they're coming from mm-hmm. um there's just these wonderful moments um of just i didn't find a problem with this movie this is one of the only i think films i watched where i was like god damn they're really they're killing it there was some beautiful shots some wonderful jib work some some great crane shots and just the writing was you know, uh, there's some some independent films that I've seen that it gets way too crazy with the words. And, yeah, you know, there's dialogue in here, but it's it's captivating dialogue. And it's just it's just a fun ride that you can laugh at, but also 
you feel for these characters and you're rooting for them yet they're they're these two oddballs that somehow come together and it works perfectly it's it's it was quite the movie and i i'm gonna watch it again I know that was one of your out of out of all the movies that kind of came out of like even the first wave. And I was like, oh, that seems interesting. So yeah. you were one right away. It's like, oh, Dinner in America, right away. You kind of like, yeah. So I know it was definitely in your, you know, top films to watch. That was the, the top three. I think I picked right away. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just something about you know I love little buddy comedies of people getting together and going through a journey. Mm. Um, and this was definitely one of the highlights for the film festival for, for me. Um, this and, you know, paper, you know, the paper tigers, which we'll talk paper, about. Paper tigers. We'll I talk think about we'll talk about that at, toward the end. Yeah. Towards um, the end. That, we, we both saw that. Yes. That was incredible. Uh, um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think this, this is, this is one of those movies that I think people need to check out when it comes on like Amazon and, and those uh, distributors to, yeah. to, to really, really enjoy. It's it's quite, the word I used was remarkable. I thought it was quite yeah. remarkable. Yeah, and I mean, now I have to watch. I mean, based on just like, you know, your review, and of course it was short because that's what we like to base our reviews on anyway. Just like, simplistic. here's the point. It's got to be simplistic, right? Here's the, here's the word. Here's a little bit of the story. Here's what I think about it. And ultimately, make up your own fucking mind at the end yeah. of it as well, too. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm not I'm giving you the tidbits. Like I said to you earlier, these aren't f- movies that are being funded by big studios. No. So you're going to see issues. You're going to see issues with dialogue. You're going to see issues literally in shots and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I, I could care less. I'm really more interested when it comes to these type of film festivals, the creative process that people take and what they create. And I think I think we really freaking got a shit ton of them. Uh, no, we did. I'm around. Yeah, and but I mean, that's pretty lucky of us. Yeah, because collectively, I mean, there there were like a hundred films for the entire festival. We've only covered probably a, a fraction, maybe a quarter of yeah. them. And everything. It's it's hard to cover literally every, and you have to cover the movies that you want to cover too. I mean, it's like you can request every movie under the sun, and you know you might watch it and be like. All right. With the umbrella, there's it's quite the umbrella yeah. of shorts, five, mm-hmm. ten, twenty-minute shorts, and yeah. then you had these full features, these docs, these sci-fi, these crazy, uh, you know, Japanese movies. Yeah. Like we uh, said, everything, every genre, kind yeah. of under the sun everything. type thing, where it's like you get action, romance, drama, sci-fi, horror thriller zombie shit you know everything kind of under the sun um i guess moving into like these three films that we saw yeah you want to see something else too. well i wanted to talk you so you've done you've done three interviews right now Mm -hmm. um let's talk about that for a little bit you've we'll we'll kind of jump through those three movies i i've i've only seen one of those three movies that you did yeah you saw what you saw we saw we both paper saw tigers paper tigers yeah um, the other two were with um the two ryan the two ryan's ryan, yeah yeah ryan and ryan it was ryan kruger and ryan ryan spindell uh, ryan kruger south african or south african director by way cape of town, liverpool yeah. yeah cape town so uh he did he directed fried berry which i'm surprised you haven't watched that one yet it's it's on my list to watch 
it's uh <laughs> i mean my my short in short it was et on crack i should have i should have probably put et on crank i think it was more of a crank type thing than crack um but based on a short that he directed you know about three years before the actual movie um this movie was out of like think of like things like train spotting you know et uh, yeah. under the skin like fire in the sky it was basically the the amalgamation of like a drug-fueled fucking crazy alien abduction insurrection type thing happening in a i don't want to say dystopian cape town but definitely something like you know i don't i haven't been to cape town you haven't been to cape town i know nothing about south africa I, it looks fucking I, great i want to go there because there's crazy shit going on in there especially yeah. if you're a fucking alien <laughs> I mean, if I was, I wasn't allowed to tell you about it or talk to you about it in regards to uh, the settlement. But, oh, yeah. I was about to say legal proceedings, sir. You know, we're you're still under a gag order. But when I watched that trailer, it just seemed uh, balls to the wall craziness. And mm-hmm. I mean, we love that, right? That's yeah. what we like. So we like nut, nutbag shit. We like crazy shit. And, uh, I have a list of movies that I'm going to watch. Maybe not necessarily write a review because you've already written a review, mm. but uh, those are the two right there, which, yeah, uh, I, I, I can't write. Uh, yeah. I, I can't wait. Yeah, so Fried Bear is great. And then uh, the other, Ryan, Ryan Spindell, he directed uh, the Mortuary Collection, which is basically just a giant uh, anthology horror film, which I've, you know, I'm already in love with it if it's a anthology and- film. And it's all tied together, right? With it's, all t- it's all tied together. Uh, it's got Clancy Brown. Brown. It's got Lex Luthor in it, which is amazing. There can only be one. Uh, there can only be one. Lex Luthor p- pretty much playing the Crypt Keeper meets uh, the uh, Clarence <laughs> Williams III from Tales from the Hood. It's absolutely perfect. Meets the tall man from yes. Phantasm. That's yes. pretty much, it's, it's all him collectively in that. Um, and the stories are fun. It's a world it's a world building anthology too because everything kind of takes place in the same fictional raven's end you know uh city that he created so it's uh and there's other stuff in that film that ryan did previously with other shorts that that are incorporated in the film too so um no ted dancing this time around no ted dancing in this one uh unfortunately nothing to tide you over but um yeah (laughs) but what's cool about the the interviews i i did with the those three guys leslie were, nielsen leslie <laughs> i said liam neeson liam, I mean, you were close enough i got it you know? yeah you got it yeah. i would tell you the story when he died who where i was um, leslie yeah no where were you i was on an airplane coming back to california and you heard that he passed away the pilot he brought it up it? wow I, I, oh, I will say it's one of the greatest though. moments of my life because when I tell this story, I've told this, I've, I've told this story to like my dad. I told him when I landed, he's like, no, they didn't. Wait, you didn't do that. You're making that up. Airplane is such an amazing film, not to get away from anything, <laughs> but when you're on an airplane itself and the pilot is like, um, we got some news to tell you guys. Uh, Leslie Nielsen, the actor has passed away. Unfortunately. Surely I'm not joking. <laughs> it's like what the what are, you, what are you talking about and then when you land you get the the notification yeah your phone. Oh, it's like, 
I was on an airplane during this time. This is perfect. This is how it goes. So the mortuary collection, um, how many uh, segments does it have? There are one, two, three, four Four. total. That's great. Four four total uh, stories. The first story is very short, but it's kind of a, uh, a nice way to kind of go into the entire film. Then it's got a wraparound story, of course, and stuff like that. But um, it's just, it's it's really fun. And of course, uh, to your point too, it's kind of on the longer end. It's about hour 46, hour and 50 minutes. So pretty, you know. Which isn't bad. Cool, I mean, if you're doing cool four film. segments. Yeah. Doing um, four quality yeah. quality segments. They're, yeah, they're good really and it's not a segments. problem. No. I mean, I enjoyed all of them. I thought they were a lot of fun. Um, Brian was cool to talk with about the uh, about the film as well. Uh, it took them about eight damn years to get this film completed, which is something that you kind of find out when you talk to these people who are doing doing these independent films. They take anywhere from about four years to eight years to even get completed yeah, from easy. inception to yeah. the actual completion of it. Yeah. And just to think about having eight years of your life dedicated to just your first film, because this was Ryan's first film. It's your passion. Yeah. Same thing with uh, Ryan Kruger for Fried Berry. This was his fir- first feature-length film. And Bao Tran, who did Paper Tigers, this was his first feature-length film too. It took, took him goddamn eight years to get this thing off the ground too. So um, it's... And they all knocked him out of the park, it seems. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all three of them, I really enjoyed those films. Um, thought they were a lot of fun. And... They're, I don't know, they're not that typical Hollywood bullshit that you get all the time. It's like... No, and and, and the only one that I went in blinded where I didn't look up anything was Paper Tigers. So I just imagine the amount of surprise mm-hmm. of happiness when it began the way it began. Um, it was right up our alleys. We like, yes, yes. fucking shit. I want it in me right now. <laughs> Well, so we'll get that. I think that we'll get to that at the end. Yeah. Um, Because I think we have a lot to talk about. We we keep teasing that film, but it's it's, going to be worth it. It was really worth it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Let's let's switch gears and maybe talk about Feels Good Man. You saw that. I saw that. That is a documentary in regards to a particular meme. Mm -hmm. Very, very specific meme. Yes. Peppy the Frog. Peppy the Frog who started um, as a comic book, uh, independent comic book out of San Francisco that- uh, During the MySpace years. Yep. <laughs> was uploaded. The initial MySpace years, yes. not the nude MySpace. No, the not the- MySpace. Justin Timberlake uh, MySpace. And not that bullshit. It was still Tom Soling. I'm your friend, I'm Tom, type shit. So it was like, hey, Tom, hey. Fuck, fuck you, Tom. No, Tom's okay. I don't know what's wrong with Tom. Tom is fine. Tom, Tom's doing- all right. I'm sure Tom's okay. fine. Tom's off the radar. He did great. He did, did okay. Great. So good job, Tom. You're my friend. The, this uh, particular artist uh, just thought it was funny to upload this comic, and boy, did it take off. Uh, yeah. It went so- from what? Friends hanging out, smoking, eating, drinking, pissing, rolling, and down. pissing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, to literally a symbol of hate. Yeah, 
the 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 ultimate and symbol of hate that was it's a, a symbol that was hijacked in a lot of ways and, and and not only by the worst people i mean you could you could say yeah the, the worst the worst people in the world are definitely people on the internet even worse people are people that are on 4chan and shit like that and uh i think the documentary highlights a very interesting kind of intersection between it does. you know uh and when he's even to talk to if, that guy that's uh, living in his mom's basement. Yeah, which is like yeah. the ultimate kind of like, I, yeah. I love I love the shot of her like preparing breakfast or whatever, and the cat, and she's like, she's all, she's like, fuck that, I'm not gonna be shown. It's all blurred out. Yeah, it's like don't. I think that brother I'm not was associated blurred with out. this fucking kid that yeah. I happen to have. Fucking. He goes down the steps and he's people. like. He's like, yeah, this is my room. There's just like shit everywhere. Yeah. He's like, picks up a bag. He's like, I just fucking throw shit. I don't care because I don't give a shit about life. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck, but he's on the internet all the time. And this is like the the amalgamation of the internet, the, the shitty internet culture that has been created by one website specifically or one. Which, I mean, the internet continues to be shitty and hateful and woeful at the same time. But uh, Boy, don't we know. Yeah, we're part of it, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but it, it it's just kind of like it's an interesting story about the naive naivety, not being naive and saying like, oh, well, everything's fine, you know, just this and that, and then having your thing taken from you, yeah. and basically being made the, the the modern day equivalent of a swastika in a lot of ways, and Literally. being you know taken. By the old, white, right. white supremacists and oh, people buy, like having fucking yeah. lapels, you know, but then also being punched in the face by somebody on camera is amazing too. Uh, that 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 fucking piece of shit, you know. Yeah, the guy, the guy. I'm not even, uh, I'm not even gonna say his name. That guy's not even worth worth my fucking mention. It's it's on this. It's an interesting documentary because the way it starts off, it's it's talking about the the origin. Mm-hmm. of Pepe yeah uh which I was aware of but I didn't I didn't know the actual origin I knew of of the meme yeah boys and club by the way is the name of the comic or was the name of the comic so he started with the boys, boys club, club comic. Yeah, yeah boys club um which I never saw until this documentary mm-hmm. and um that was just a, a really interesting part of the documentary that I was like this is pretty cool like yeah you know, when I started watching it, I'm like, okay, this is really interesting because, like, this is something I didn't know. I'm learning something new of something I, I know but really could care less, but I'm kind of interested. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to change a bit. It's it's really what, I guess, four segments. It's it's the yeah. origin, what he gets turned into for the 4chan people yeah, to kind of utilize. Like into the MySpace, into 4chan. And then to go against normies that yeah, come in yeah, normies yeah the whole concept of normies fuck normies kill and normies. then the alt-right uh mm-hmm. particular uh trump and that group of people utilizing it literally in their campaign yeah. um trump literally tweeting out one and Retweet then it goes campaign. into the creator trying to take it back yeah and fighting um, to try to get a hold of it. I mean, yeah, he all the all the Infowars stuff and the Alex Jones kind of like debacle. Which, <laughs> yeah, my, 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 First Amendment. 
Yeah, first amazing, you know, isn't it? First Amendment, stealing somebody's copyrighted work. Yeah. And your First Amendment sell. right is to actually steal other people's stuff to make money for you. That's actually what the First Amendment really is. And then Jack and the Price people up know that. when the yeah. news starts yeah. talking about yeah. it. Going from 1776 because, you know, patriotic. And, then, and we say this, know, we say this in, the, in the movie commentaries that we put out that in the beginning we, we and, and we've never made literally one penny from a single fucking dime even penny. though technically we're critiquing and we're talking about it mm-hmm. we don't even go in that area and you got people like alex jones who has a shit ton of money and he's just stealing from somebody and trying to make a profit and then yeah. when he has to answer to it he just acts like a cock yeah, a big giant cock, that and then small uh, little shriveled up, and then cock, and then at the end when he has to actually settle and give money to the actual actual yeah. person who created this, he's like, "Well, this isn't any money. Two million dollars. Who cares?" At the fact that it's like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah I, I, I gave him money. It, it was yeah. a little amount, and it's such a little amount, but it's like, you fucking this piece of garbage type piece thing. of garbage well, yeah, we're not um, talking about that fuck that guy piece fuck, of garbage i mean that, I, and I, we're not even talking about the other people that are involved but i mean in particular alex jones he actually tried to sell a poster uh yeah. with the character on it so mm-hmm. i mean you know it it's 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 just absolutely crazy but that's what's cool about the documentary is that it shows you this 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 pot that just keeps getting stirred and stirred yeah. and it just gets thrown yeah. and literally becomes a new symbol like the swastika which swastika was used in many different uh, in cultures Nord- prior Nord- to Nord- nordic culture was the original where it wasn't tilted it was like straight up like the you know uh, yeah i think it found in hindu Hinduism uh, and Nordic culture and stuff like much. that. Yeah, you know, the swastika, quote unquote, was. But anything could be turned into a, a symbol of hate. So yeah, um, and unfortunately, the Pepe the Frog is still seen as a uh, hate, uh, 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 recognized hate symbol in in America too. It, right. It's not off the. Uh, That's right. That the law. He pretty much gave up on that. He had yeah. to kind of because the guy was just like. Sorry, dude. <laughs> what you want to do with this, guys? It's just not going to happen. Yeah, no matter what you do, this has already and, been hijacked. And in reality, the guy that that created Pepe is like seems like the nicest, mellow guy. Sign the fucking word. Sign, it's so sign mellow. Kind of had that eh, voice. Yeah, kind of like us. And he, he made. He, made he tried to to utilize the the new fame and, and bought like like forty thousand dollars worth of merchandise that yeah essentially now has the swastika on it so you can't yeah, pretty much he's just, yeah he's got a swast he's got a bunch of swastika uh button downs and he can't sell it it's probably still sitting in that uh rented uh garage that he has yeah because they, they can't donate it the only thing really is to burn it yeah i mean even that it's like that's complicated itself it's like burning things when it comes to nazi-esque ideology might be a little yeah. kind of seem weird it's quite the quite the journey, uh, it and it's a it's a it's a well made documentary. Um, the same mm-hmm. group that put out Dinner uh, in America, uh, visit yeah. uh, visit films, yeah, um, uh, was part of highly that, recommended because so. I think it, check that out. First period, I think it's Sundance, and uh, then came over to Fantasia, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, but that's weird little part of the internet, and what are some of the other weird internet esque? 
things that you and I both saw. We we saw a couple things that we wanted to kind of include in the did we? And the internet's fucking I don't know. crazy. Can, you, can you remind weird. me of something? Just <sighs> something to do with like you know. Remember Craigslist when you used to like put shit. Oh, in... come fuck my robot. Yeah, come fuck my robot. Not even a clever pun. Just called come fuck my robot, and it's spelled C O M E. So it's not like oh come. No, it's like. Come fuck my robot. So the story was Malibu, uh, this guy wrote a Craigslist ad for uh, uh, a robot that he invented. And he wanted to have somebody come fuck the robot. Uh, he would do it, I guess is what he said. Yeah, he said, I do Fortunately, he feels like the father since he invented it. He can't fuck his own daughter, you know, son, I guess. Well, here's the thing with that. We didn't really think about it. Come fuck my robot. It was very kind of like, you know, a, a term that was, you know, not male or female. So uh, in the film, in the short, it's a short film, uh, 12 minutes. Well, it does say male for female on the Craigslist post. Okay, it does. Okay, yeah. so I, I may I may have missed that. I, I would have been interested. Small to <laughs> yeah. Small I, don't think, yeah. I don't think that was the it, only worry about going yeah. to a, a man's house to fuck a robot. Yeah, but I mean, of course, a guy would answer the ad and be like, oh, I'm going to fuck a robot. It's something that would never probably occur to a female saying like, well, she probably can't either because, well, guys who create a robot. I don't know. I could see it working. Whole, it's not going to be a dick. I could see you it know? working. I could see the unless character. You have an, unless you have an attachment or something like that. It's like, oh, depending who comes by, it's either going to be a whole or I'm going to. It could be George Clooney in uh, Burn After Reading, the chair yeah. that he makes with the basically i mean you can, you can do it either way it's like you can either have the hole for your dick or i'll put the cock attachment for somebody else you might well, this 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 film was very exciting for me because yeah you got, and i had talked about this for a few weeks before you got to see it right well here's the thing <laughs> i completely wrote off that i would ever get to see this film it was written off because I had tried to contact them and ask them because we had a link, but we didn't have a password. Yeah. And even if it was like on Amazon, I would have totally spent a couple bucks to rent oh, it. Yeah, 99 cents, dollar ninety-nine, something like that would have been fine. Totally. So um, <laughs> we had gotten the asset link of all the films and mm -hmm. uh, our screeners, that was not a part of the screener. And, and I saw no. Come Fuck My Robot and I looked at it and then dove into the story and they had the, the screenshot of the Craigslist ad um, from like 2008 or something, something like that. Like, that. like over a decade old. And um, wow, I was just like, this is interesting. Uh, this is, uh, uh, it, and there was a couple shots, screenshots of the, of the, the, the short and actually looked. It looked really great. It quite was like, gorgeous wow. look in the, yes. the, the the cinematography which i point out in the review i was like i wasn't really expecting much from a movie called come fuck my robot but um i guess i guess we'll go to a little spoilers so we're going to a little spoilers maybe with this we, we could i mean we haven't spoiled we haven't spoiled a lot but you know what it's like this we'll talk yeah. about this because go ahead i i feel like this is one that we can talk a little bit more about. It was only 12 minutes long. It's a proof of concept for a future. Yeah. And I really do hope somebody <laughs> picks this up. Um, because when it ends, I don't know about you, Matt, but I was like, I, 
I want I more. Want, I want more. I, this could <laughs> be know like what a, happens. This next. could be like a Bonnie or Clyde type thing. Totally, this could be kind of like you know a, a road movie with said robot. Yeah. And, 18 year old virgin i mean it starts off with this this kid he's in a car he's got a car phone yeah he's talking he's like brother or whatever i'm gonna fuck this and he's this friend or brother uh it is fucking uh uh fucking hot chick and doing this and like doing doing this doing that i'm eating around doing this and it's just the dialogue is just so like you're you're listening like this is interesting yeah. okay and then he just stops and says guess what <laughs> i'm fucking a robot it's like he's like huh <laughs> i know we're probably not selling it to you but the funny thing is oh, he goes wow, we wouldn't be so far I mean, well the, the thing about come fuck my robot is it's it's got more going than you think on the surface it's literally yeah. a movie about consent Mm-hmm. And um, and and talks about um, uh, going into consent, and, and and he's talking to the robot, and and, and this voice comes on, and she's, you know, uh, being forced into this, and it's like I really, was created only to do this, but I really don't want to. Right. Which at first I thought I thought the voice I was like, it sounded like Olivia Wilde for a second. Yeah, it had that voice where it's like I I. I guess that's when I was watching it. I'm like, damn, this this voice is very reminiscent of somebody else's voice. So it already it felt like Olivia Wilde. Yeah, it made me already feel kind of uncomfortable. Where it was like a very, it wasn't a robot voice. If it was a robot voice, it's it's, it's kind of fucked up to say. It's like if it's a robot voice, is it easier to work around? But that's what the, the movie was. I mean, or, pretty much the concept of the movie was. Because then the father's like, just turn the voice off, you yeah. know, and, and, and start fucking the robot. Silence the victim. And know? he and he's, hears this personality and he's asking her and she's like, I'm really not into this. And it starts to kind of get pretty deep for a goofy mm-hmm. little comedy that I thought we, we, were, we were witnessing. And then yeah. it goes into a little bit of an overdrive scenario. And I won't really go into detail what happens. I think people should see it definitely, but yeah. it ends in a way that I'm like, I really want more. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know about you, but I, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I don't know if I want more in 30 minutes or an hour. Um, I don't know how, how much more, more you could yeah. do, but I feel like that's, there's an interesting thing there that you could really yeah. branch out, but um, I'd well, be interested like, to see. Well, there's like, you know, if you, if you did something more with the creation of the robot and after the robot and seeing it from different perspectives, seeing it from, I guess, quote unquote, the father of the robot, the robot, how it was created, right? how he got involved in the ad. Yeah, you could do that. You could kind of go back to each, yeah. each uh, POV, essentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, if the characters. And then the thing about the robot, too, is it's not a, a female. It doesn't look female. It's not a female no. body. It's literally just a black box with a hole in it. Yeah, and, that's what it is. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a receptacle, if you Right. If you but he, will. He, he speaks to the robot. It's mm-hmm. just like he's speaking to uh, one of your Alexas or Google. Yeah. And he kind of he, he gets into this weird world of like i don't think i really want to do this she doesn't want to do this and it really starts to ask some questions and kind of 
brings up some topics that I think are quite interested. I know hearing Come Fuck My Robot sounds like a goofy boner comedy, um, but really it's pretty pretty fucking deep. And, yeah, you, you uh, can you could talk and write about a lot of stuff because even like this like one thing about it, it's like, yeah, this guy created a, a, a sex robot that's very simplistic. However, he created an AI that's very uh, deep and intrinsic because if it's a AI that can kind of talk to you and know your name and talk to you, but why would you create something such a simplistic fuck box, but create such an advanced AI? So it's yeah. kind of like this, this idea of, you know, I'm going to put all my heart and soul into develop, developing your, you know, character and like your research and things like that. But ultimately at the end of the day, you are literally just a box to stick a dick in. Mm-hmm. which is kind of it, it, it's such a fucked up concept where it's like a, a guy on, and only a guy would fucking create this I, yeah i mean it would you only know? i mean i could kind of see it working uh via female because it still it still brings up the consent whole yeah. aspect which um, the, the short is directed by a but female, obviously you know a male is going to you know he, he, the father He's just screaming and he's angry. And he's he angry at his to, daughter that he created to have somebody come over and fuck his daughter. Uh, but he created like a pretty in-depth, you know, daughter that knows things and can actually feel some sort of emotion, even though, you know, AI shooting their computer shit. But you get a lot out of do that, but 12 minutes. You get a lot out of 12 minutes. And, and yeah. Uh, the cast, I, I, the cast was great. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the two guys, I thought, did a fantastic job. If they do do uh, a longer, uh, maybe a feature, um, I hope they kind of bring everybody back uh, as mm-hmm. well. I think that would, uh, uh, it, and it looked great too. I think absolutely looked great. So I love the way it looked. I mean, yeah. the lighting and everything like that. I mean, sound design, everything about it worked really, really well. So yeah, uh, what didn't work <laughs> was climate of the hunter. Oh, I thought we were going to go into something else of the internet related <laughs> before we went to that. To be honest, so that's fine. Well, we can loop back around to that. Okay. Well. Okay. <laughs> climate of the hunter was which uh, I haven't seen, but you saw it. Yeah, and you, and, uh, and, you reviewed that. And I'm just going to say real quick, it was. I enjoyed the look of it. There was the 70s style of the outfits. It had that 70s kind of hammer hammer horror yeah. look to it a little bit. And and for a while it did this like glossy feel to the characters. Uh, some bright lights were 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 very glistening and 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 these characters and but it kind of got a little too much after a while. Mm-hmm. Costumes are great. I enjoyed really enjoyed the the actors but there was just too much dialogue and yeah it's a vampire film i get it these two sisters kind of have a thing for this guy who might be a vampire it's shot in a four three ratio Mm -hmm. it's got that that feel to it with the snazzy costumes and uh the atmosphere just feels great but i kept finding myself it was an hour and a half i kept even that long so And when you start doing that during a movie, yeah, that's that's not good. Oh, here we go again. Yeah, 
Is he done? Yeah. Oh, he's talking about planets and stars. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, unfortunately, you know, was it terrible? Not necessarily the worst thing I've ever seen, but um, my one word review for it would be wordy. It was way too wordy. It had a lot of things going for it. Boy, did it need some trimming. And that's, uh, I mean, for being an hour and a half, how much more are you going to really trim from that? If it was like a two-hour movie, you had to trim it fine. Yeah. It's it's fine, but... This is three episodes of a sitcom, you know? <sighs> yeah, and even that could be a little long sometimes, too. So. That's unfortunate because, I mean, the, the look of it always intrigued me. I mean, I like that... Well, you had told me about it, and you yeah. were you said you know it's like the seventies vampire film. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, I don't care. It's, a, it's an old school Hammer, Christopher Lee type of Dracula looking thing. Maybe a little bit of Jim Jarmusch, you know, only lovers left alive type thing. You know, but it, it seemed like it was it was. I don't want to say too serious for its own good, but I guess maybe pretentious. It, it got a little pretentious, I think, in certain yeah. moments. I think I thought it was better than it really was. Oh well, I mean, you can't have all the winners, which is unfortunate because you know you would you you want like a whole a vampire genre film to kind of do that. But uh, I really wanted that, yeah, yeah. But you didn't see Yummy, even though I I think I told you that you should have seen Yummy. Uh, yes, that's completely on the other side. If you're talking about vampires, I'm talking about zombies. Uh, Belgian, French Belgian uh, gore fest, pretty much. Kind of remind me of uh, Dead Alive or Brain Dead. Yeah, uh, I saw quite a bit. I saw the trailer for it. it looked It looked uh, pretty cool. It's, it's at it's 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 pretty pretty out of out of its mind a little bit. Um, it's got some really great kind of gags going for it. There was something I kind of alluded to in the review, and I guess this might be a little bit of a spoiler for for the film. There's basically a long, like, dick joke that kind of goes on in, uh, in the film where um, the whole premise of the film is that these people are going to a, um, like, cosmetic hospital for cosmetic surgery or, like, you know, liposuction, rhinoplasty type stuff like this. So this actor or this guy who's an actor, he gets, like, a dick, pretty much a dick enlargement because he has a small dick. Now he's a bigger dick. And... Um, he tries to have sex with a girl and she something happens to his dick where his dick gets caught on fire uh and he's beating his dick yeah. yeah i know it's yeah. like you know in, in not even friction for the, for, yeah it's a lot of friction you rub two sticks together uh, you get friction yeah. and then uh basically has his dicks on fire and then has to get a fire extinguisher blown on so his dick freezes up oh yeah yeah so you know you have fire dick cold dick you know, it's, it, it's the a, wacky adventures of the, the wacky adventures of the fucking cosmetic yeah. created uh, cock. Um, so that was funny. I mean, yeah, I wasn't expecting that in a movie like yeah, that. Yeah. But, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a fun little zombie romp, if cool. you will. Uh, less than, less than an hour and a half, I think. So it's a pretty breezy little thing. And you know, it's, 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 the ending's a little bit of a bummer. I will say that. So, oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of it's got a bummer of an ending, kind of in, in some ways. But, cop uh, out or eh, no? I think a letdown. Not even a letdown. I think it's done in a way where it's like, oh fuck, 
kind of like that where I'm not upset about it, but I'm like, damn, that sucks. But there's, there's some weird problematic elements in it too. Like for our current culture and stuff like that, there's uh, there's things in it, but maybe that's the Belgian French way that, cause you know, they, they usually don't give a shit anyway, but uh, if you're looking for a bloody gory, Peter Jackson-esque zombie flick. Yummies. Yummies yummies pretty pretty fun. Yeah. It's a fun little flick. So yeah. You know, fun little zombie flick. Good. Well, I'll check it out. I yeah. definitely saw the trailer. You had told me about it. And uh, uh boy, do I love me a zombie film. So it's something that's turned your brain off. You don't have to really think too much about it. Uh, you know. I thought that was the vampire movie, but it was too uh, too smart for its own good. I guess. What you gonna do? I don't know. Um, how about uh, a film that we both saw that involves, uh, um, you know, tits and fingering, masturbating, yeah. um, you know, all that all that good stuff, all that all that uh, was good that, was clean, that, uh, class good action clean. park. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it was close. I mean, it's like if you read it between the lines, it definitely had that. But, uh, you know, private chat, PV, yeah, PVT chat, not PVC chat. That's what she's wearing. But PVT chat, which I said was very alluring. Yes, you were like, this is alluring. And you watched it before I did. And it was, you know, it was on the list for me, but you're the one who watched it first, though. Yes, I, um, this was one of my, yeah, the, the first movies I kind of wanted to watch, the, the first set, the first three, four movies. I think I really this was, like, yeah, this was like in your first three or four or five films. Like, yes. I got to watch this one. So. And it just sounded interesting. Um, Jack is a uh, internet gambler living in New York knows City. Blackjack really well. They yeah. Blackjack Jack. And he's fixated on this cam girl from San Francisco named Scarlett. Mm-hmm. Julia Fox, who Julia is Fox. in uh, Uncut, Uncut Gems. Gems. People know her from that right now. Um, I think that's the only really, I think that was her breakout performance. Yeah, that was like the thing that people knew her for. And then yeah. this movie happened to come out. Now it's like, oh, Julia Fox was in this before. Yeah, yeah. she is. And uh, <laughs> it's it's about obsession, really, in in. Mm-hmm in multiple different from multiple different characters it's a movie yeah. about obsession and um obsession what it will, loneliness will take to get there yeah um and i i absolutely i, I felt this was again one of the the best ones i've seen mm-hmm. um i really like a good film about just everyday people and Mm -hmm. what's going on behind the curtain some people have some skeletons in their closet some people have some people some chains in their closet everybody's got a lot of shit in their closet some stuff going on they just want to admit they have a closet that they can fit it all in and there's a guy that's uh you know he's gambling that's all he does is he gambles online which is a risky thing there's a girl who gets naked and talks down to guys and, and mm-hmm. does things on cams. Um, well, she doesn't then, get that naked. She makes them get naked. In front she, of her. Well, that's her. Well, because she doesn't really want to do it. 
Kids are really out. Yes. And that's and really behold. my favorite part about this film was when it in it turns. When when you're starting off with Jack and he's going through Chinatown and he's yeah. he's fixated on this woman and he meets the, the painter and yeah. you know he's got to put his son through college but doesn't have the money so he's like let's gamble it it, it takes some odd turns where it's like okay well, well the, that, the that honest part you know i i think it's funny is a, a movie about you know um a guy jerking off to a girl on the on a webcam and gambling yeah. and uh and plays being made the way the weirdest part was waking up to a guy painting his apartment for me yeah in a, in a very shitty blue color which is like okay well who right. picked this fight it's like well, well the family liked the color the family <laughs> likes the color so um his roommate commits suicide he's getting pushed out which you know at the end of the day we don't i actually don't even know what the truth is in a lot of ways because that's the way this movie kind of plays in some ways where i feel like, like i know it what is the actual truth behind what's really going on because jack is kind of an you know, I won't say the most reliable of narrators or the right. most reliable of characters too. He's not. He's a gambler. He's a gambler, and, and I, 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 I'm gonna watch it again. I feel I feel like I maybe missed something, but I feel like I don't think he was really good at gambling. Online gambling, especially. I think he, which is completely, you know, if if you think the fucking gambling in fucking Vegas or anywhere else is hard. Great, even harder on the internet. Yeah. Which there's no fucking rhyme or reason behind internet gambling. The internet's it's completely unreliable. So although every time we go on we go on the internet, we gamble. Yeah, we gamble with our lives. I mean we're gambling with our lives. <laughs> right now, another just, email from somebody. Fucking conversation. Exactly. It's just as a jerk off. Yeah. Well, you know. People get pissed off sometimes and that's yeah, okay. Man. Just, just change the channel. Just change yeah. it. Go somewhere just go, else. That's go fine. Poor Chan. It's fine. But that's what I think happened. I don't think he had any money, and uh, I think he was getting kicked out. And I think the whole thing with the the, I think the, the guy that was really carrying things was his roommate, and he committed suicide. And yeah, the the water hole dried up, and mm -hmm. uh, he was getting kicked out, and he was so fixated on Scarlet. Mm -hmm. that i feel you're right he was not necessarily the honest narrator and yeah. things were he lied to her about creating uh this whole think cloud process uh, yeah. app that he was working the on logarithm of this is what yeah, until the time he lied about he gets into her apartment at one point and he lies about that yeah and he does a stupid thing where he gets caught and she's like who would ever do that like that's not and I think that's the thing is like we, as we're listening to him and he's trying to tell us the story, um, you know, he, he legates that fact. And he's, he's, I don't, I don't think there was a shot of him logging into his email. He kind of went on the computer and he was doing different things, but he did something on the computer, but we don't know what, I don't did. think we as we didn't know it was no. logging into his email. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of like this whole thing of like, uh, what compulsive masturbator, compulsive liar, compulsive gambler, compulsive fucking every everything that can be compulsive, but we also don't know what he did on that computer. We don't know. There's no, you don't. But uh, she tells you, and then uh, she, you know, the great the great part of this film is that it flips to her, and then you get to yeah. she Halfway becomes mm -hmm. the narrator, 
and yeah. he's telling you and you learn things about her and her um boyfriend or fiance yeah. or whatever whoever, um, whoever the guy is yeah and he's doing a play and he's calling her like he's utilizing utilizing their life in the play mm-hmm. and they're watching it and he's like you know you're a whore you're on a webcam and yet yeah. you find out that essentially she doesn't want to do any of this she's actually a painter she's yeah into art and mm-hmm. she's essentially being forced into this yeah to make money for her um for this loser pl- this play they're creating or something like that and then you find out that the yeah. guy her dreams are being crushed while his are being trying to be pushed, pushed up so yeah. at the end of the day she's the one who's kind of like the you know uh, i want to say the, you have the pity i don't want to say pity but you kind of have the like, oh, that's that's fucked up you know it's it's, it's definitely a uh, a film that isn't you know it's all too familiar where the the female is subjected to you know very shitty treatment but it kind of flips in some ways you know because especially at the end where she kind of flips the whole thing where yeah he's in charge because she likes being in charge in front of the camera and then it's kind of one of these things at the end where they're you know in fucking in front of each other and stuff like that where she also takes command but also it's taking command of this loser i don't want to say i'm calling him a loser but yeah in, in so many ways he as, as he's at the end of his fucking rope yeah you know he, he's like you're gonna meet me at this fucking hotel and we're gonna role play out this entire thing and then yeah it, it yeah. kind of ends a little bit of a cliffhanger where it's it like does. Hey, you know, it, it does i so, and i want more i wanted to know <laughs> what a misadventure they went on because he calls um the painter son yeah it was the, the father yeah, yeah the college guy he's like i got yeah. this idea and i'm like it's like are they gonna fucking cam together uh, doing what's... porno together yeah doing together type thing i was waiting for after credits i thought there was gonna be like something that was gonna keep continuing i or... thought there was too yeah i, I want a sequel i want to know what happens <laughs> um it that that tickled me in the right way of just wanting more and yeah. uh I I feel like we were this was one erotic drama that really yeah. sucked us in. Yeah. Reminded me of like a old school Soderbergh, like you know, yeah. of like you know, sex lives videotapes yeah. type thing where it's like a lot of close ups, like a single cam, you know, limited takes, like being in the life of the people that were looking at at that very moment. It just it was that old school New York you know, art school, indie drama. Uh, family film that you could watch with your family. Yeah, something you can just watch with your family. It's like, hey, you know what? We recorded this together. Uh, sit down. I'll just put a little fucking... Disney Plus. Let's just pop in uh, PVT yeah. chat. Just put that plus a little sideways yeah. where it's like X. Disney yeah. XXX. That'd be good. Yeah. So, I mean, you saw it. I liked it too. But, you know, it's it's definitely one of these things where it's like, they're fucking going for it because you see, yeah. you see everything. They're yeah. they're, they're not holding you back. Do. Yeah, you get it, to see quite a bit. Yeah, you see a little bit of everything that you may or may not want to see, depending on who you are. So, <laughs> but at the same time, it was still still pretty intriguing. It was, so. it was a great hour and twenty six minutes to yeah. to watch. Um, so. Is there any other ones that you want to uh, quickly bring up before we talk about uh, 
It's the thing we've been teasing the entire fucking you time. And I have watched. <laughs> um, we, bo- we both uh, checked out Survival Skills. Survival Skills, which was, yeah. uh, that was fun. That was a yeah. fun little, uh, what do you think about it? I want to hear what you think about it. Because I wrote the review. You did write the review. Yeah. Um, I like uh, Stacy Keach in it. I, I, I think the Perfect. setup, he was, he was great. Stage. I think the way the uh, Stacey Keach, I always remember Stacey, I mean, I remember him from so many things. I remember him most, I don't say fondly, but most vividly or um, two things, body bags when he was in body bags as the guy with the hair. That's what I was thinking. Oh. Uh, and uh, he, of course he was in, Amer- in American History X. Which, Wasn't he uh, in an, uh, another horror film where... Well, maybe I'm thinking of the long hair, right? He had the long hair. Yeah, he had the long hair. That was I think the that's the one maybe. I'm thinking of like the dentist movie or something. Where yeah. He's, 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 he's the one he's like, my hair is thinning. And then he, he goes to the... Okay, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, he, he goes to the guy. To the guy who, it's, that's uh, the one. I always yeah. think of him in that role. And uh, he has a long man. He's like Fabio and shit like that. <laughs> but ultimately the hair is like fucking alien worms like oh your body. that was the 90s yeah it was the fucking uh, john carpenter's body bags i yeah. remember him from that and, great uh, flick and, um, like i said uh, american history x playing like the main like nazi leader like whoever i mean i don't know what you call a fucking nazi leader the fucking guy who ran the fucking the clan <laughs> thing and shit you know and he gets he punches mr. The face, mr white Edward. yeah pretty mr. much playing, playing mr white he's like no, fuck you, Derek. That's the thing I remember from American History X with him in it. Uh, he's got that that wonderful deep voice. He's got he's got a good cadence. His cadence that really comes good. yes, comes so, right uh, through and yeah. kind of sets up the tone. And he's, we're he's here got, watching. We're here doing this. Jim, here's yeah. Jim. Here's Jim. He's yeah. your police officer. Here's and, your guy. And what's cool is he's playing it very straight, and, and he. Yeah, he he looks and sounds the role like you would kind of you know see that old older cop or maybe retired cop talking yeah. about like an older jim gordon cop or yeah. something like that yeah um and then when things start to go sour he's kind of like well you know trying to rewind the tape yeah. what the hell's going on here you're supposed to go by the fucking rules I set up for you type thing. Yeah, and then so. he starts to get, it kind of gets a little dark. And it does. I mean, it gets really dark, but mm-hmm. for him, he's like, this is the real life. Yeah. And he gets pretty dark too. And, it, yeah. and that's, that's, that's an interesting turn. And the <laughs> movie is shot mostly in 4.3. Mm-hmm. It's uh, set up as a VHS that you would yep. pop in. It's a it's a long lost uh, training video from the from the eighties, so mm-hmm. right up our alleys. Yeah, and, of course. Um, it's about Jim, that's a perfect policeman, who's the perfect policeman that's created for the scenario for this training video, and shit goes out of control, mm-hmm. and you get that four three ratio starts to expand, and you get into the real world. Yeah. Um, and, and I just really love the tracking and, and just really felt, uh, it felt good. Sometimes when people do that, it's just a little too much. It's, it's, it could be a little cheesy. It could be like a little gimmicky and everything, which I, I get it. it. The gimmick of the whole thing is like, this is a long lost video until the very end where everything 
yeah. Sonic stretches out and kind of goes into the real world. Yeah, the tracking ends. And the yeah. tracking is utilized also to cut between scenes, mm -hmm. skip over things, stop. Um, it's it's Stacy Keach's controlling the VHS. You're watching yeah. Stacy Keach. He's controlling a VHS within the movie. Mm -hmm. So um, that that really was 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 a fun film to watch that was quite entertaining because it was creative different and it wasn't completely happy-go-lucky it gets pretty dark and you get no. to this is, real life is shit and mm -hmm. these training videos are not representing and this is what no. it's like and this is what we wanted to be but the, the complete opposite of what it actually is and it you know it I don't know. I want to say it's just very, it's topical, of course, for the fucking shit that's going on in the world right now and things like that, too, where it's like, yeah, you can go by the books. You can train a cop however well, you can train a cop. You know, anybody, you know, if you take the time today out, any time period is never a good time period, especially when it comes to like domestic violence. So yeah, the idea then, is yeah. even in the eighties when things were pretty dark in the eighties. Um, and they, they show Reagan a lot in this film too. Like Reagan is a fucking portrait, especially behind Stacey Keach most of the time in the police office. So, you know, it's definitely a, yeah, they, you know, what was the line? They voted for, for Ronald Reagan when he wasn't even running. Exactly, because this whole thing takes place in Cal. It's like in California, like a small town in California. It's like people love Ronald Reagan, so they're really pushing it down your throat. Like, you know, basically at the end of the day, you just say "fuck Ronald Reagan." He was not good for anybody, but you know, yeah, that that goes besides the point. But uh, it definitely makes a point of this film. It does. It uh, it really does. And then it flips it on its head when um, the perfect policeman tries to intervene with a domestic uh, violence call mm -hmm. and um, he gets over his head he loses his wife it becomes his... too, which is funny too because they, they, they purposely make his wife african-american as well too which is just one of these things where it's trying to hey the perfect cop who's also so diverse in his love that he has a very it's like he has a he has an African American wife, but she's she might as and well. she's proper. She acts like a Stafford yeah. wife. Exactly, you know? she's yeah. got the dress on. It's mm -hmm. like the the nineteen fifties. Yeah, <laughs> and and he comes home and and has red lunch ready dinner ready for him all the time. Yeah. Breakfast and um, there's so many things. This is like come fuck my robot, where there's this overtone of, you know if you're getting into the whole police factor of things that's going on today, it's like, this is what's being used as a training. It's that's not life. That's not really how yeah. life is. When you get out in the real world, things are a lot different. And this is a good setup for it. It's, 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 it's entertaining. I didn't really want to get in that with the, the review. Again, we're, Simplistic reviews, so we're not writing yeah, sixteen we're not pages. To, yeah, we're not going deep. We're not going. We're not taking all the layers and analyzing them. Yeah, like here's the base of it. Yeah, watch, you know what? Watch the fucking movie and decide for yourself at the end of the day too. Yeah, it's an hour and twenty four. Yeah, it's it, it's uh, it flew by. I thought for me, it was it was 
entertaining because it was unique and creative, mm-hmm. but also really showed their message that they wanted to to, to show. Yeah, I, I mean, gotta give them credit for that. It, it's it's something it, it's something from like a genre festival where it's like, wow, this is like it's taking some chances, it's taking some interesting steps with some. I mean. I haven't really seen a film like that before, which I thought was, I mean, we've all seen like found footage. So yeah. this is kind of like your idea of like found footage and this and that. But um, I mean, I don't know. I really liked it. It was, you know. I really wish if I, if I did this movie that I would, I would put all the, the screeners on VHSs and just send it to everybody. <laughs> So yeah, like, why not? Yeah, exactly. There should be a VHS that you have to you have to have VHS. Find the VHS watch. player, pop it in. Yeah, and if you don't, well, sorry, you can't watch. It would have been a fun movie to to yeah. watch on VHS. <laughs> so yeah, so we saw that. Um, what are some of the other ones? Um, some of the other documentaries were uh, Clapboard Jungle. I saw that. I know you haven't seen that one yet, but it's just kind of like the behind the scenes of just. For for our purposes, it's probably entertaining because it's like here's all the bullshit you have to go through in order to make a, like a fucking movie, and everything like that. So yeah, um, I I did like that, but man, making a movie we a alluded to this earlier, and the thing is like people take eight nine years to make a movie, and it is, and you know that Justin, you I mean you 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 you've made. At least one film when you were in film school and everything like that too. And I can only with, imagine with your help. Yeah, well, a little yeah, bit. Of you, money, you donated. Don't uh, think I forgot about that. I, it doesn't fuck you. You, were, you, you, and DJ were the ones behind the fucking uh, yeah it, camera it, doing that shit. It's and even us where we had um, a good portion of your budget that's going to equipment because equipment is, is expensive. Yep, we shot on film. Of course, that's very expensive mm-hmm. to buy to shoot and then to develop yep. um it's very pricey so you know we had it made pretty easy and yet it still was a son of a bitch to get it done and made um with a lot of issues and they definitely touch on that i'm sure in the documentary just like your interviews with the th- with the three it's not easy you know, no. it is not easy. But when you have passion, you make something, it really shows. It does. Um, and that documentary kind of just shows the passion, the fortitude, the shit you got to go through, the hoops, the politics, the it doesn't matter how good your fucking script is. It doesn't matter how well it's received. It comes down to the fucking money that you can raise and that's the problem raise the fucking money that's a problem we we literally see every day in every type of project that's that's put out um Mm -hmm. for me my passion is in production i love production i love being on set i love crafting things with my hand i love post-production um but when you get into it it's not you and your buddies are filming and you're doing everything and creating what you want to create. Um, you know, Batman's the perfect example. Batman Returns was appalled 
by McDonald's because they couldn't sell Happy Meal toys. They couldn't sell leather dumb. It was too dark. Yeah. And that's when things got really changed. Really changed big is that it was, you know, really all about merchandising. See it currently and 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 with uh, Star Wars and, and how that really blew up in Disney's face because that is what happens just like Batman and Robin and, and, and that's what happens when you're really keen on the wrong aspect of creating art. Yep. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna kick you. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, speaking of art, I didn't, you didn't see this one yet, but Shakespeare's shitstorm, the latest from trauma. Um, seen a might, little bit of it. Yeah, we 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 <laughs> might have to we might have to dedicate like a separate episode to this or something like that later on down the line. But uh, maybe we'll do a movie commentary. Ooh, maybe we will. Yeah. I mean, uh, there that's having its world premiere at Fantasia Fest. Because I was originally setting up a movie commentary, our next movie commentary to be a trauma film. Oh, so this see? might be a perfect thing to do. Maybe in the future, maybe not right away. Maybe not right away, but, but it seems it. old school, right? It's old school trauma. Uh, it's still well within the poultry geist, Tromeo and Juliet. Um, I wouldn't really necessarily see, necessarily see like Newcomb High type thing, but definitely in that Troma's War, um, Terra Firmer. Um, not so much Toxic Avenger. I, I, I kind of, I kind of uh, uh, mentioned this in the review a little bit, where this is not as Toxic, Toxic Avenger for me, and probably for you too, became such a kind of like I don't say zeitgeisty thing, but it became so commercial. It did. Toxic, Toxic Avenger is like the ultimate commercial aspect of trauma. I mean, they had fucking goddamn cartoons about it action yeah. figures and this is the same fucking cartoon or the same fucking movie that had a fucking deformed fucking creep shove mops down people's throats and it had nazis in it by the way i mean the first toxic avenger had a fucking sheriff or a fucking uh guy who was a nazi nazi uh, yeah uh, character uh but they had comic they had uh comic books they had action figures and they had saturday morning cartoons about Toxic Avenger. There's not going to be any fucking Saturday morning cartoons about Shakespeare's shitstorm. Uh, it is pretty fucking crazy. But it's in the in 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 that Tromeo and Juliet poultrygeist type of conversation for me, though. Yeah, I think I, I will agree to you. I think uh, that might be its own. We'll have to talk about yeah. separate because <laughs> um, I did watch a little bit. I didn't get to finish it. I skimmed through it. Toxie has a, a special place in my heart. And it is funny growing up watching those cartoons and, and how commercialized Toxie mm-hmm. came yeah. to be. And then they still created some, and you couldn't make it today, no. some really outrageous offensive to some people comedy that i adore and love and mm-hmm. boy do i miss those <laughs> so that's what this movie kind of does it, it kind of reminded me of that when i was skipping through it 
yeah yeah uh, there's a lot to it and there's some <laughs> there's some lines in it that are uh, really hilarious and it's gonna offend a shit ton of people but i don't think lloyd or Troma or anybody really gives too much of a fuck about that because they they wouldn't have made this film and they're not making it for people that are just jumping in if you if you're just jumping into trauma for this film then yeah you're probably going to be like oh my god how do they do this like have you been watching the last fucking 25 30 years of trauma films that have been coming out you know so uh i don't know it's to me i was like man this movie is taking it up a fucking quite a few notches i think we need that today we do we need that today in this world yeah and it's it's not taking itself seriously at all but it's gonna it's gonna offend quite a few people it it pokes holes at every fucking little thing that goes on but also it's the type of film that would offend the person that wouldn't watch it Mm -hmm. you know yeah in a so, lot of ways, yeah. And I think that's why they get away with a lot of things. It's not a, a commercial film that's going to be playing at every theater. No. Um, but, you know, we live in a world where everyone's offended by everything. Yeah. A, a typo will offend somebody. So mm-hmm. uh, you're never going to win. So you know what? Fuck it. Do it. I mean, who gives a shit at this point? So um it's 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 a lot of fun it's got everything that you and i would ask for it's got shit dicks ass sex drugs fucking rock and roll rock and roll trans fucking transformation of people it's got i don't know it's got everything you i mean it's got everything you would want in it so violence fucking I don't know. I, I won't get into it because if I say something, I might fucking, you know, references to movies that we really love and everything. Yeah, like we that. haven't really spoiled uh, too much. So no. I think that's good. Um, the biggest spoiler might be if you've seen The Tempest, if you've read The Tempest by Shakespeare, then you have an idea of maybe what you're getting into, but it's tra- traumatized, if you will. So, uh, like they've it, done before. Yeah, just like they did in Tromeo and Juliet. Um, they are going to traumatize the Tempest, and the Tempest is actually a pretty interesting Shakespeare play in and of itself. It's got a lot of controversy around it as well, too, and they kind of tackle that in the film, which I think is very fun and meta as well, too. So, cool, fucking watch it. I mean, it's going to premiere on the thirty, the twenty ninth, I believe. So Saturday night days. is when. Yeah. Uh, and that's when the review for us will pop off. But um, something else where I guess we'll finally get get around to what we're... I was going to say, that's the 29th. Yeah, the 30th. Now, let's go to the 30th. What premieres on the 30th? Something that, yeah, something that you and I watched. Uh, the, paper, the Paper Tigers. Um from the moment I kind of read about this, I was like, I'm very interested because it's a, uh, it's a, it's a genre, genre that we already like. It's Kung Fu action. Kung Fu. But, but it's also dealing with uh, people so, that are over the fucking hill. Uh, <laughs> you know, here's what I'll say about this quickly. Mm. This film is probably the funniest film I watched here 
yeah. Burnness Film Festival. I thought the, of Shakespeare's Shitstorm. This is probably the second funniest. Okay. Because the jokes really worked for me. They did. They were, uh, very they were not very good. dull. They no. landed. There were some movies that I've watched that there were some jokes. And some of the ones that movies that we liked, there were some jokes that were made. And it was like, okay. Yeah. You know, every joke that was made in this movie just kind of had me like, God, that's good. And yeah. I, I really wonder if they that was in the script or did they make that shit up as they were going for it and, and i kind of talked about that with bow during the interview where it's like how much of this was improv versus scripted versus this and that because they had a lot of they had, they had some funny people in this i mean you Fucking know hilarious scenes great, great people going back and forth especially you know the carter character that was kind of created in the beginning of the film with the uh you know the um uh the videos from the night it was like carter's always the guy that's getting fucked over and then he becomes getting his, his ass character. kicked yeah, yeah. Getting his ass boy kicked. does things change yeah but so. uh the the characters just they worked for what they were supposed to be there for mm -hmm. but also i found everybody in this movie to be fucking hilarious yeah and the that really was the number that was one of my <laughs> best things about this number two was the choreography and the fights mm -hmm. were really super fucking good super like realistic too like when people are getting hit i'm like god well, damn this guy's well, getting what I, I listened to your interview yeah and you <laughs> asked him you know you talked about that and he said no one got hurt. Yeah. That shit looked legit. I don't so he, know. I mean, I, I don't know. There was a few stuff. times where I'm like, he, that, that must have stung. That yeah. had to have stung. They quite looked a bit. legitimately like punched or put through a wall. In, in the, in the like intro, which is, there's um, the, the, the opening credits, which is shot mm -hmm. on VHS, which yeah. is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, there's that one toward the end where he's fighting the guy and he like knocks the guy down and then just starts just hits him like yeah just kind of turns around and just whacks him in the face and the guy's face just goes right into the cement essentially yeah. and and it was like brutal shit yeah yeah this wasn't like no cuts no fancy and the guy's going work. through the wall yeah i'm like damn like these guys i mean they i mean if they were responsible great but from our perspective when we're watching it's like oh shit this yeah fucking took a, a lump like this guy definitely took some sort of hit to i mean afford that the, the thing is when i watch this this seems like the type of film like i guess everybody had a background had to have had some type of a background in martial arts yeah um because i just i can't believe how good everybody was in in, yeah. in regards to the choreography of the fighting and then as well as fucking hilarious yeah. how everybody was so everybody played their part i don't know what those those casting calls were like but <laughs> um shit did they have did they nail the head on the they nailed it they nailed yeah. it right there it had everything kind of it had that nostalgia factor of like you know a karate kid and then it had this you know buddy comedy type of thing going forward yeah 
but then it had like the Bruce Lee Kung Fu kind of thing kind of woven into it as well. And I mean, this was like, you know, feature film. It was like an hour 45 hour. hour yeah. yeah. It had some good length to it, but there was never anything in the film that I would have said, got to cut this, cut this, cut this. Everything kind of worked very if, well. If it, the flow was really good. Yeah. And at the same time, it, it, it told about a few things too, where it's like, you know, you're getting older, you're growing up, you know, you're not the same person. And then, you know, it had everybody kind of dealing with their own shit. You know, you had, <laughs> you know, the one guy who was a you know divorced father take, trying to take care of his son who, who, you know, by the way, when you watched him, did you not think he looked like The Rock? He kind of had a little bit of that kind of look going. He looked like The Rock, this. who like stopped working out and stopped like eating. <laughs> like, go back, watch the movie again, and picture him as The Rock, like a skinny rock. A skinny rock. Okay. Yeah, it just the skinny, eyes, his skinny eyes. Wayne Johnson. He looked like just yeah. like The Rock, <laughs> and it was a great setup. You're right. I mean, he's dealing with his is the divorce and yeah. being there for his kid and also work. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, I'm an insurance agent. I got to drive the minivan. Driving the fucking minivan around. And, got the Bluetooth. You know, got the Bluetooth right there, which nobody uses Bluetooth, but it's fine anymore, you know? And then you have, you know... Well, he's old. He's a, he's an old Only guy. old people are using the Only Bluetooth. Only old people are using fucking Bluetooth. And I think overall, just the, the film was a... Out of uh, all the films we've seen, which have dealt with, like, you know, fucking heavy heavy shit horror this that everything else in between this was kind of like the most i don't see i mean you can say uplifting it was it was a pretty very uplifting film and very uplifting uh, it taught lessons it taught lessons and Mm -hmm. it it was funny it was affable you liked the characters in it had a had a good ending where it was like oh good finally a fucking ending of where i'm not fucking bummed out or something like that. No, so, no no i i i there were so many different types of films in in this where there was such a a wonderful hodgepodge it was mixed yeah evenly and just those those three leads that mm-hmm. really each character i just i love seeing them young with the in the 90s wearing their 90s outfits yeah the video the vhs is like i wish like if they get to do another one like i want to see more of that as well i want to see more of the 90s stuff i want to see do a prequel of just vhs like uh you know survival skills where it's it's shot like like the vhs give me a paper give give me a prequel of the three of the three tigers instead of the paper tigers because all their fucking shit they went through in the '90s and stuff like that, it or yeah, yeah, and that and that's the thing. I, 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 I would love to see more of that, but I would also love to see more of these old men who highly entertaining and you know, <laughs> you know were these kick-ass fighters that needed to kind of deal with age and life yeah. and had to get back into things and. Um, if it's knee problems or losing hair or, you know, divorce, I mean, it, it, it dealt with a lot, but also mm-hmm. it wasn't overwhelming. It, I, it, it's, it's funny. Cause I feel like if you don't like martial art films, 
mm-hmm. even if you don't like a kung fu film or anything like that it's still really fucking enjoyable yeah to watch i i i feel like if a movie like this got more eyes it, it could really take off because a production was phenomenal it, yeah. it looked great it was mm-hmm. it it sounded great mm-hmm. um everything about it the acting the direction the writing um really fucking a plus yeah and you're right great ending um great villain mm-hmm. um, yeah, the villain like that was intriguing enough for the villain to be this character that was kind of like a he's kind of like the villain in the kung fu movies or martial arts movies we're used to where for a modern day audience it's like it needs to be bombastic badass fucking cut the fuck up abs like this guy's gonna fucking murder the world whereas very bruce lee like you know in a lot of ways yeah and you know then we're dealing with him but then we're dealing with the three characters that are just like well we're fucking old our our fucking time is way past behind us but there's still the concept of honor honor and you know redemption yeah just there's all those things where it's like it doesn't have to be fucking standing up the raid redemption and shit like that or you know it comes at night or whatever it doesn't have to be fucking just balls to the wall the fighting wasn't over the top it was yeah it was done so well that it it was nice to actually watch because so many kung fu martial arts type films that are made within the last 10 years really like they overdo it yeah and this was pretty grounded yeah. and i like that fighting. stuff i mean that's that's a different time different place where it's like look if i want sure. crazy badass fights but this had never led up to it was more mythical it had a mythic type of element to it where you know poison fingers it's like <laughs> That's not a real thing. But no. And it, it, it still had that kind of mythical... I mean, it is. But... You know, yeah, it's pressure points because it builds up with one of the with the one character. with uh, Where he learns all the medicine. Yeah, the, he's yeah. a medicine guy. He knows how to, like, oh, somebody's... It's like... And then snap out of it and stuff. So it, it includes that whole mythical, you know, Eastern medicine concepts and stuff like that, too. But... You know, it it never gets too out of bounds where it's like, okay, well, it's fine. I, yeah, I, yeah. Things that, certain things I can accept. In yeah, and and towards world, and um, and I think that's I think that's that says a lot. I think that says a lot with the production that they 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 kept it grounded and then they get too crazy or out of control, and uh, it it really just was a fun watch and it was yeah. a buddy comedy film yeah on top of much. things mm-hmm. and it was hilarious i'm laughing i'm like i you know <laughs> you watch comedies nowadays comedies nowadays that yeah are supposed to be funny and i'm like yeah it was good i didn't laugh one bit but it was, it was good they completed the movie that's great yeah um, thank God. this i was like it's pretty fucking hilarious yeah uh a character hing who does all the medicine and stuff but he he's obviously the comic relief he's the the buddy who kind of grounds everybody in in everything all together yeah um and he's kind of like the the cohesion that goes on and he he's great 
uh, Ron Yeah, he's 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 fantastic and he's a lot of fun. And uh, uh, the guy, um, the guy arch nemesis Carter, the guy who plays <laughs> Carter. You know, he's who's like built too. I don't know that guy. Built, yeah, he's built. Mean, he's he's a huge dude, and he looked and it, just like the kid too. Like he was probably the one that really. Yeah. I could really see transitioned way over. Yeah, to he's getting his ass kicked, and, and he was skinny. Kind of had this thing with his chin. Yeah. Um, and then the actor that got to play him, which I looked up, and he's been in quite a few things. He's actually he's been in quite a few. He, I mean, they yeah. found him in a a web series. I mean, when I talked to Bell, um, he was in a web series like martial arts or something. The Matt's uh, the last name. So he knew what he was play. doing. He knew, yeah, he because I could tell. I mean, that was yeah. the other thing. I again, like I said, yeah, I, the guy, you know, he's speaking in, in the language. He's 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 fighting the right yeah. way, mm-hmm. and yet at the same time, he's being a complete dick to them. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's he's uh, he's he's trying to get their emotions built up. He's making fun of them. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there was that, that one scene uh, where they were talking about, um, you know, uh, <laughs> the, the, the first the first prick is the blood, the blood one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like back and forth banter that just just like, you know, guys being guys, essentially, Pretty much, even yeah. at their highest uh, pissed off point. It's still uh, it's still dick jokes, it's still dick jokes and, and <laughs> laughing at it. Yeah, you know, and there's a there's even you know some from there's a fart joke in there, uh, as well. Yeah. It works. It all it all works. It works for us. I mean, I'll I'll take a dick and fart joke. Like, I really think it would work. Goddamn day. I really think it would work with somebody who just likes a comedy and doesn't. I've never seen a martial arts film. I don't care yeah. for them. I think it still works for them because it's it's so uh, intriguing. I really got to give it, I got to give them credit on that one. I know they were rushing to get that edit done and boy, I'm happy they did because I feel like people, when they see it on the 30th, are going to be bonkers for it. I think so. And they should be. I mean, it's, it's something that's so, it's, it's a refreshing kind of change up to everything else and not taking away any other films at the festival or anything no. like that but it's such a different film that will you know it, it, it's it's a fun playful buddy action comedy in, in a lot of ways and you know we both liked it i mean i thought it was a lot of fun you thought it was a lot of fun so um yeah so, when it comes out definitely uh people should check it out and mm-hmm and uh definitely view it it's your 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 money it will go to supporting real talent as well as you're going to get something back that's high value Mm -hmm. back to you and i think uh that is definitely something that's lost these days so support your indie cinema stuff yeah oh god so good so good it's good uh, last one I'll mention before we kind of get out of here. It's not going to premiere until the 2nd of September, but you haven't seen this yet, but uh, for the sake of Vicious, uh, yeah. I really liked it's it a trailer. lot. Um, it's got the vibes of very old school 
mid-70s, 80s cinema, very John Carpenter-esque. Um, kind of has the feeling of like an assault of Precinct 13 type thing going on for it a little bit. Uh, maybe a little Death in the Maiden. So if anybody really likes Death in the Maiden and Sigourney Weaver, uh, it's kind of got that going for it a little bit too. Um, some good action. Um, ambiguous ending. Uh, DJ saw this one as well too. He wasn't as big of a fan as I was. Um, but I'll, I'll put my review out closer to the uh, premiere of that film too. So that's going to be another world premiere. So a lot of world premieres for this festival, to be honest. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So it's, it's, glad it still can can continue, even though we can't go, which is also good because it's expensive to go. And yeah, I can. I think afford- it's worked out pretty well. It has, and yeah. uh, we have to um, definitely big up all the folks that are involved yeah. in the festival for providing screeners, providing guidance, providing. It's not easy. It's not. It's a lot pretty, of work. A lot of a lot of damn work, and for being a for being the like one of the largest genre film festivals, yeah. it's being a completely virtual all the work that they've been doing in Canada and here and everything. And, you know, the differentiation between, you know, people can watch everything live in Canada, but here in the U S where we are, we have to kind of watch everything beforehand and give feedback on it, you know, after we watch it. So it's uh, been a lot of hard work, a lot of coordinating for everybody, but uh, I think they did an awesome job and, Great job. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, uh, tip our hats to them for that because they've, uh, this film fest, um, it's been great. It's been fantastic. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun films, and we've only like scratched the surface of it, to be honest, too. There's still a ton of movies we haven't even seen, you know, but uh, got a whole week. So we still got a whole week. You know, today's only the, what, 28th. So we still got five more days to watch as many movies as you want to but uh more reviews coming out you know more uh maybe some more interviews i don't know some things might be in the works uh for that but uh, we'll see so sweet but what is the thing that you've been uh, I mean, we've already talked about what we enjoyed about the festival but you know what's been kind of a highlight collectively about the entire uh, you know the um the collection of different types of films that are available to watch uh there are i, I like all types of films i really do but to be given a choice and it's not necessarily the same thing over again i mean we've talked about so many films that are so unique and different Mm -hmm. um, that uh, I I was pretty surprised by, but at the same time, there's been so many wonderful films that I know you and I've looked through and checked out um, and, and just how great it was to actually get to sit down and look through all these and be like, Oh, I want to watch this. I want to watch that. Mm-hmm. I want to watch this. And there's so many other films that, you know, I looked at, it's not for me, maybe it's yeah. more for you or somebody else. And that's what I like. I like the broad um, collection of different types of films that were available to, to, to view. 
And um, listen, we love films. And there's times where we get caught in that same rotation where the same shit just keeps coming and coming and coming out. And, you know, that's one reason why I think us, uh, us as a review website, we love to go back and watch older films and review things. You know, leading up to this, I was doing Beethoven and me, myself, and Irene, you know, you were, films you that have doing, already came out, yeah. been a while, but very different, very complete opposite of different things of, of what each yeah. one contains. And that's what I like. And nowadays, it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing over and over again. And not really much is coming out. That's creative. And yeah, we love creative stuff. And there's been so much creativity and so many different types of films to watch that show these creative visions that people are putting out. It's, it's been wonderful. Yes. And considering the fact that nobody's like making new films now, or at least they haven't been doing anything for the past, what, five to you know five to eight months yeah ever since all this bullshit came down in in the world and to have these movies still they were ready they were available they were ready to go out and have everybody kind of see them i mean we're we're pretty lucky to um you know be a part of the festival and you know talk talk to some really cool people talk to some some get some great interviews you know, um, even talk to some people on the Discord and everything like that, like kind of on the uh, on the other reviewers who have different opinions. So it's been a very fun communal experience, this virtual film festival, which is you know, nobody's ever had to really do it before. So yeah, hats off for, you know, fucking making this thing. It's not... It's not easy. As we know, you know, the three of us live in three different states and trying to to do what a lot of people do in one room is Mm -hmm. is very difficult and trying to keep that presence uh, that you would have being in the same room. It's, it's not easy. It's, it's really not easy. And to do this much work and to have these many films, good for them. Good for them. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of our. I don't. Is that is this a wrap up or is this kind of our midway through? We'll probably yeah, do I don't a wrap know. We'll at the end of this, we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, if if you guys want more, uh, Matt's already put together three interviews that are available on our mm-hmm. website. Uh, you just check out the podcast. Uh, it's also an audio form and video. If you want to mm-hmm. check out our uh, our beautiful Matt there, if you want to visually watch him grill the directors, yeah, really the hot grill. seat. Yeah, watch me throwing those hard questions. Yeah, watch me embarrass. I, I have to tell you, uh, I I have an award for you, uh, a journalist award that I am going to give you as the world's greatest journalist. You're going to so that way now. Award. Yeah, I'm going to oh. give it to you. I it just created a Microsoft Word. You print it out. I'll just oh, okay. Clippy helped you. Take a photo, there. send it to That's you. Good. So Man, we I can totally that. say, you know, award-winning journalism. That's what you anybody, do any, anybody can be an award-winning journalist now. As long I mean, as you have an award. As long as somebody gives me the award that I'm not giving the award to myself. I will do that for you. That way you can check out our, uh, our Matthew Stewart's uh, interviews, simplistic interviews uh, that are uh, award-winning. Yeah. I mean... Thank you for for the award. I mean, yeah, all you, all I'm, you, brother. I'm, I'm I'm honestly, I'm 
at a loss for words for you. You should be. Award. We all are. Really. I am. When I mean, we watch everybody's... those interviews, we're lost for words. Yeah, most of the time, the people that I'm interviewing are lost for words too. Like, <laughs> am I being interviewed by this fucking knucklehead who has? My favorite thing is, I think, I think, I think somebody goes on our website and is like, "Who the fuck is this?" Or listens to our podcast and is like, "These guys." These are not my kind of guys. These guys, they're different. They, they, they're I don't know. They can be trusted from a different. They're, they're cut from a different cloth. Yes, uh, we are uh, quite a bit. And uh, and if you want to find that out, you can check out our podcast. Available anywhere you can get our podcast, including YouTube, yep. Spotify, fucking uh, iTunes, oh, Apple iTunes. Podcasts is what it's called now. Um, so check that out. You can view everything on our website. Go to simplistic.reviews. And yeah, if that's yeah. hard for you to comprehend, um, like simplisticreviews.net. Yeah, you know, do that. It's, it's fun. old yeah. people. They're not hip. We're trying They're to make it easy. Like it's like, it's two words, simplistic reviews. Put the dot in between the simplistic and the reviews. It saves you time. Uh, Quite so frankly. To, yeah. Who wants to write out simplisticreviews.net? We're saving you four keystrokes. Honestly, if you type in just about, reviews, maybe three. Google, I mean, that seems like a lot more work just to Google yeah. simplistic reviews. So just type simplistic.reviews and in the search bar. It's magic. It's 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 the internet magic. There's no uh, peppy frog. Uh, no, no. Nowhere on there. But you can check it out. We also have a store on there. You can check things mm -hmm. out. We do. Um, you can purchase to support the show and support us. Uh, there's some wonderful items on there. There might be a promo code somewhere on the website. You should check it out. Maybe. Um, maybe on the podcast there's an exclusive. Maybe. I don't know. It's possible. There is. But you should probably check it out. We'll see you guys later. Remember, we got a podcast coming out the first of every month and the 15th of every month is our movie commentary, which is full of wacky hijinks and you never know what's going to happen. Wackiest. You never know what's going to happen next. But so see you guys later. See you guys later. See you guys later. I'll see you later.